You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of the Next Trek Podcast. We're celebrating our 50th episode. 50, guys. Can you believe we've done 50? This is really... This is really incredible. We're going to be talking and revisiting Star Trek Nemesis. There are people who love this film. I know a lot of people who hate this movie, but we thought it might be fun for our 50th episode to revisit it and kind of maybe get a new perspective. But before we get started, we should probably introduce ourselves. My name is Chris. And I'm Tyler. And I'm Kate. And we're back again to talk about Trek, and uh, I, I really, I'm excited to dive in to Nemesis. Hey, listen, if you're joining us for the very first time, because I know sometimes Star Trek Discovery, not everybody's watching it all at once, so maybe you clicked on this audio for the very first time, we'd love to hear from you. What did you think of Star Trek Nemesis? Tell us on our uh, Twitter profile, that's at the next Trek, or follow us on Facebook. Just let us know what you think of Nemesis, because I... I'm really interested. I want to have a conversation with someone who really loves this movie because I am not exactly, well, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> so uh, I know. So hey, Tyler, I heard that you put up a, um, a, a quick little uh, poll on Twitter and asked people, what, it, what is the general response right now? What, what do people think about uh, Nemesis on Twitter at the moment? Well, right now, and I, I just put it up not long ago, so we don't have too many people responding yet, but it's a surprising kind of turn of events. I was, so I, I gave four options. I said it's underrated, or it's way overrated, or it's amazing, or it's dead to me. Those were our four options for what yeah. do you think of Star Trek ne- Nemesis? Uh, it's way overrated. We've got 20% saying it's way overrated, 30 mm. saying it's dead to me, and 50% saying it's underrated, which is. A shock. Now that doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Uh, I'll, I guess it goes without saying. Zero people say it's amazing, but at least, <laughs> um, at least we've got some people who are, are at least feeling differently about Nemesis than the majority. Um, I know there's one of the hosts of the of Trek FM, um, Amy Nelson. She loves Star Trek Nemesis. I just listened to an episode uh, not not long ago. She loves it. She it's her favorite of of the Star Trek films, like by far. And she runs a Next Generation um, podcast. Of all wow. of the Star Trek films, I think maybe of just the Next Generation ones. Oh, okay. Um, right. But uh, because uh, yeah, and, and she didn't say, but they were comparing it. Maybe this is skewed, but they were comparing it to Star Trek Five, uh, very specifically. Oh, oh well, okay. But she yeah. lo- she loved it. It wasn't like in comparison only. She's like, no, I love this film. It's the one where Riker and Troy get married. It's the best. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> I'd love to have that conversation with her, or at least maybe I should listen to that episode and yeah. find out what her perspective is because that is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I I want to love it, and um, I'm I I actually was surprised by a few things in this reviewing and this revisiting of of the uh of the movie but let's go ahead and jump in now to our revisit of star trek nemesis he said he's a mirror for me i need to know where the hell he came from the same blood runs through our veins it was as if part of me had been stolen I must deactivate you. Why? Because you are dangerous. 
Look in the mirror. See yourself. I'm a mirror for you as well. Don't be so vain. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and talk about our general thoughts. You know, this came out in 2002. So it's mm. been a little while, right? What, 17 years if I'm doing the math uh, correctly yep. there? That is, that's crazy to me. So 17 years ago, some time has passed. I think I've only seen this movie maybe a handful of times. So what was your experience when this movie first came out? Did you see it? And then what was your experience like in general when you watched this movie recently um, for this rewatch? Kate, I'm interested to know what you thought in the past and what you thought today. Mm. So when it first came out, um, I did not watch it in the theaters. I watched it on DVD once it released that way. Uh, I grew up in a Star Trek family, so uh, it was a communal thing to watch together. And to be honest, I really don't remember a lot from then. I remember Data's death and a few other random pieces, but most of the major plot through line I'd actually forgotten. Um, And so it was just random impressions that I had at that time. Um, So I haven't seen it since then because it just wasn't a real fan then. Um, Wow. So 17 years almost or thereabouts. Right. Wow. So I felt like I would I, w- I was coming into this watch with a really fresh perspective on it. I'd forgotten all the important stuff. Um, I was tackling the question with myself. Uh, was Is franchise fatigue still relevant when I watched this? Um, would I have... Um, um, would I have been hated less had it not been the last of the films, had it not killed off the film franchise? I had questions yeah. like that that I went into this viewing uh, with it. And so um, in, in many ways, I replicated that experience. I This time I watched it on Blu-ray um, and got to watch all the extra deleted scenes that I never saw originally. And that did impact my opinion. This is good because I, I did too. So I really want to talk to you guys about the the extras and, and extra scenes and bonus material. Oh, yeah. So that's a great. Lot to talk Absolutely. About that's great. I thought maybe I'd be kinder with time because there are some of the quirks of the original series films that I did not like as much when I first saw them that now I love about them at this point in my life. So I thought I would be kinder and it started off that way. It's not how it ended up for me, I'm afraid. Um, Got it. There were there are a couple <laughs> to be scenes, to be kind. <laughs> there are a couple scenes in particular that I'm like, wow, I did a really effective job of forgetting that because my blood is boiling again. Oh so, no! Wow, boiling. Mm-hmm. You were actively angry at the film. Yes, yes, I had a couple of scenes that really took me there, so I'm looking forward to discussing those scenes when we reach them um, in I- this. Yes. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I, I am bated breath over here. I, am, I, I, I am have excited. a feeling, I know, which ones, because there's yeah. a few that I was like, uh, I this is happening. I forgot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. not okay. There, I also no, yeah, asked, there are several of those moments in this, yes. Yeah. yeah. I also asked Tyler a question uh, after I finished my rewatch that we can potentially get to uh, as a part of this conversation. I asked him, are the original series movies better than the Next Generation movies? Um. 
Uh, I mean, you know, that's an interesting question. And I, you know, I, I wanted to, t- this is kind of the movie, because this is Star Trek 10, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there's an adage that the even numbered films are the good ones, mm-hmm. right? So Star Trek 2 and 4 and 6. This kind of broke uh, that yeah. adage. Badly. Um, very badly. That's right. And I, I th- you know, and, and from that point on, you know, the JJ verse stuff came out. And I think those, those movies are pretty solid, no matter what you Although think. Although I would say the odd numbers in that one, it's one and three that are really good. Yeah. Well, but there's only been three, so you can't really, but I agree with there you on that. Four. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, even into darkness, I don't. I don't think is actively bad. Um, no, it's not a Star Trek bad five. moments, but it's not sure. a bad movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's such a good. That's such a good point, though, to make. Um, I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. Other than I think the other than five, the most of those original movies, the uh, Star Trek one through six, the motion picture through six are really competently made, oh, yeah. well-crafted stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Nemesis is kind of a mess f- for just just on a filmmaking standpoint. It's just yes. it's a it's a failure on on an unfortunate level and um mm-hmm. I think on that level, yeah, the originals are, are pretty great. I think First Contact might be the only truly good next generation film. Uh, that we have, unfortunately. I in my really opinion. love Insurrection. I genuinely oh. really like Insurrection. I know. I know. I'm, not going I'm down that one. rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. I think what I've realized out of that question, though, is, well, this is the only one of the Next Generation movies that I've just seen once. It still yeah. has been a number of years since I've seen the other ones. And I did a rewatch of a lot of the original series ones in preparation for our Spock episode. And so I think now I need to take the time to go back and watch the other Next Generation movies so I can give them all a fair shake. Yes. Yeah. You know, honestly, these movies suffer. And I'll, I mean, I'm getting into my thoughts. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when I get to me. So Tyler, are you, are you finished, Kate? I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off if you're. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Tyler. Um, Tyler wh- what about you, man? Your mm. experience when it first came out and now? Where are you at? I, I definitely saw it when it first came out. Um, we were at the height of, of like, I, I would almost call it the cliff of Star Trek um, awesomeness because uh, what Enterprise uh, had was out but was dying. Um, and Voyager had just finished in, in what? Voyager finished in 2001, right? Um, I believe early that 2001. That right. And uh, so this, this is, I mean, people say this is the film that killed the franchise. Um, and I... And I think that's true. I mean, Enterprise was on beyond this, although people like to forget Enterprise, um, but uh, which I think is is ridiculous. Enterprise is great. Um, so I saw this film. I, I remember. I actually remember loving it. I remember really loving this film. I I was, what would I have been? I would have been uh, sixteen when the film came out. Um, I mean, so I was right in the middle of my own, you know, fandom. I was I was that that Star Trek geek and band Not geek in high school boy. and. Um, yeah, so, so I, and I wasn't watching it with a critical eye. I was watching it with a, with an eye for, I, I love anything Star Trek. Doesn't matter what it is. I love it. Yeah. And, and honestly, that still is there. You know, there's, there's, I would still say, you know, I will watch, I, I'd watch Star Trek over a lot of other things any day and it's still Star Trek. And, and for me, even I'm in the middle of a next generation rewatch. Honestly, the anticipation of coming here with you guys to be able to just talk about Picard and his yeah. crew. Sure. I, I don't even care. Like, so there's some of that. Now, that all that being said, there are some major, 
gosh, major problems of this film. I do think it's, I think it's worse than Star Trek five. Um, and I, and I, I just rewatched Star Trek five, not long ago as part of my, my TOS rewatch. Um, so anyway, I, yeah, all that to say, I think there are some really good moments in this film. Um, like, uh, moments that were, that were plotted well. I don't think there's anything written well in this film. Um, yeah. and, and this is probably the worst directed start. No, five is worst directed, I think. But, uh, but Stuart Baird, you know, which who I will jump, we will all jump on him later, you know, Academy Award yes, winning or nominated editor should had no business being near a Star Trek film when he, yeah. when he clearly knew nothing about it. So. I, I totally agree. I don't have anything else to add. I think yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys um, in general here. I think this movie is just, it's just a train wreck. And mm-hmm. it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, like you were just saying, the director had never watched Star Trek before, was not familiar oh. with the characters at all. He's an action director. Um, and uh, and an that's what he gave us. by trade. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, an action editor. Yeah. I apologize. You're right. Thank you for correcting me on that. Yeah, no. He made a generic an... action film in which the cast of The Next Generation, because they were bored one day, wandered over and said, can we be in your movie? Because, you know, and that's how this yeah. movie was made. Well, and, and, and it's, frankly, I feel like Insurrection is a better action film. If we're just looking at that, or First Contact, better action films, both directed by Jonathan Frakes. Like, we've got Nemesis, which is... There's a there's its a lot to nemesis. want to like. What did you say? It's its own worst nemesis. It it is. It's yeah. I mean it 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 undercuts itself. Can well, we... there had been there had been four years in between yeah. this and Insurrection, right? So these and I, I say this so many times in my notes when I was going through this. These this cast this crew looks so old. Um, it's Data just especially. It, yeah, it, it didn't it, work. They look so old, and it's yeah. unfortunate because what that does is in these action sequences where they're supposed to be doing fisticuffs, it just looks silly. Yeah. The, the the end of this, and of course we should say spoilers for Nemesis if you oh, haven't all already. all over the place spoilers yeah. for Nemesis. Yeah. But at the end, of this, the end of this movie, you know what I mean? There's there's a moment where Picard pulls down a like iron, like sharp yeah. iron thing and there's plenty of time for <laughs> I know. Shinzon to move out of the way but he doesn't it's the only way that it makes sense because he's so old they have to like handicap the character just it does not work or, the or action Frakes, does not make sense you know lord love Jonathan Frakes oh, yeah. fighting yeah. Ron Perlman you know yes. like Hellboy himself right. <laughs> no that didn't work and I have to say, like, this is the thing, too. Like, in the same time frame, you know, 2002, mm-hmm. you've got the original San Raimi Spider-Man's coming right. out. Uh, the Two Towers is coming out. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Signs. So these are the, the films that we're getting. And then Nemesis is Star Trek's answer. You can understand through all these other genre films why Star Trek took went on the back burner after this movie. Because mm-hmm. those other films were firing on all cylinders. Oh, yeah. um, those things went on to make billions of dollars, yep. and Star Trek could not even make a dent in that no. stuff. Um, it's unfortunate, but it is the way it is. All right, so can let's we, go ahead. Can go we ahead. briefly just hit Stuart Baird? Just, I, I, I let's just talk about the director. A couple times. Yes. I need to yeah. throw some jabs here. Let's do um, it. Well, as you said, he had never seen an episode before no. uh, of Star Trek. He thought Jordy was an alien. Yes. He uh, he digitally lowered Michael Dorn's voice because he had uh, because he didn't think he sounded alien enough. You know, at the end of his career, the guy who was in more Star Trek than anybody else. Uh, he kept calling. This is the worst crime for me. Like, and just says he didn't care. 
he kept calling LeVar Burton Laverne. Yeah. Laverne Burton. And I was like, I'm sorry, LeVar Burton? Like, of anybody, like, guys, LeVar Burton roots and reading Rainbow. This guy, you're calling Laverne? Um, he didn't care to get to know the cast's names. He changed the orientation and structure of the bridge, the color scheme of the bridge, mm-hmm. to fit what he wanted. Uh, which, which, whatever, director can do that kind of stuff. But it, sure. In terms of set design. But it's also like, why? You know, why do that? So there's just... I've got other things that we're going to jump up and down on on, um, on Rick Berman because I think Rick Berman um, is one of the worst people to take over the franchise in like ever. Um, I, I just <laughs> wow. think he's Hold a horrible. He's a horrible. Wow. Like, and every story I've heard about him, like no one pulls their punches. There's a reason he doesn't go to any conventions either. Like, finally, that now that everybody is out under uh, from under his thumb, like the the stories come out. Um, but anyway, there's there's just there's stuff that he made which we'll talk about as we go. But I think it's yeah. one of those things where like LeVar Burton asked to direct it and he has directed many Star Trek episodes. Mm-hmm. But no, you know, they say no to Frakes um, has even come him. out and said that despite the the movie he was working on at the time, he would have made it work to do this one yeah. had he been asked. Right. And they, yeah, they didn't even ask Frakes who directed First Contact, you know. Yeah. It's one of those Guys, like you're just Berman setting yourself was hung up. up on Stuart Baird because of some other movie he saw that he'd done. And he's like, "Well, I want to see that in Star Trek," and then that's not what he got. No, exactly. Yeah, and apparently John Logan, who is the writer, is good friends with Brent Spiner, yeah. right? Yeah, I guess because they... Brent Spiner has a story credit on this, which is very interesting. Yep. Yes, yes. Um, but you know, it's really interesting, and I think this is kind of you know we'll, we'll get into a kind of a, a blow by blow of the film here in a second. This is just kind of a preamble here, but. Um, you know, what's interesting about John Logan is, is that he uses a very similar, and I think you'll probably even mention this, a very similar um, act structure or character arc mm-hmm. um, in Spectre, uh, which he also which directed. He, yes, exactly. I mean, I, I also wrote, I'm sorry. He also wrote He's Spectre. He's the last which, like five or six James Bond movies, yeah. And what's so funny is that in this movie, there's a countdown sequence and yeah. I wrote in my thing, this feels like a seventies bond film. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's a, this, this literal countdown clock yep. happening in the last three or four minutes of this movie that are just really, really, really interesting and silly. Um, and, and, so, and by the way, Stuart Baird edited uh skyfall inspector. So <laughs> oh my gosh, these guys working together. To that. Yeah. Now I enjoyed, I enjoyed skyfall quite a bit. Specter, not as much. Love skyfall, skyfall was excellent, and, but not specter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing, and, and and I think it has a very similar. You know, there's a connection between the good guy you've known for decades, yeah. and this bad guy all of a sudden is shoehorned into his like yeah. history and past, and it just does not work here, and it does not work, Inspector. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's talk let's about Nemesis. We open up on the Romulan Imperial Senate, and the entire thing, that all of them get assassinated in one fell swoop. Um, so the entire, in, in our opening sequence here, uh, a brutal assassination of the entire Romulan Senate. Yep. Uh, anybody want to say anything about that scene that stood out to them? I just want to say that when I first watched the movie, I was super excited to, to finally get the Romulans because we had that hinted throughout in Next Generation yep. and they seemed to be the next cool uh, culture to get to explore and that's not what happened. Yeah. Not at all. And, you know, it's interesting. I guess we'll stop here just because why not? Um, <laughs> what, what's interesting is is we get the the Remans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Which, Which they've always been, like, rumored and they were in some novels and stuff. But we've never 
Cena. But it's it's the least interesting thing because yeah. they have a similar relationship to the way the Romulans already have a similar relationship with the Vulcans, right? Yes. So it's like yes. it's it's like a digging two levels deep when it's more interesting to look at that first level, which is the Romulans. We we haven't spent enough time with them. Yep. Why are we suddenly going deeper into you know anyway with a it, human and a bunch of Remans? Like that's our yeah. Yeah, the Remans don't yeah. even really get their own voice in this, and so that perpetuates no. the crime. Correct. Yeah. It's it's it, it has to be human, right? Yeah. Because. I don't know for some reason. Yeah, a couple aesthetics thing, aesthetic things that I liked were um, I really liked that we got this a CG model of the matte painting that we had seen throughout all of TNG. Whenever we did go to Romulus or, or see Romulus, we had this yeah. very you know very matte painting looking thing, and it was nice to get a, a 3D rendering with some ships flying above it. Um, and then I, I really like the Romulan uniforms that we see throughout this, they're not as big and bulky as we see on the, mm-hmm. on the show. They're a little sleeker looking. So I did like that. I thought those were some nice aesthetic touches. Um, and then I also thought, you know, Hey, we, the, with this assassination bio attack that we have on the Senate. And then in Star Trek 2009, um, in the prime universe, Romulus is destroyed, which is the impetus for um, the Narada coming back. I mean, Romulus is having a, a bad time mm-hmm. of, of yes. it. Um, and this this is this just gets into a little bit of the lens um, that I watched that I tried to watch this movie through is how can this possibly set up for Picard in some way for the Picard show um, even if not set up but just this is the last time we see Picard you know how might we be laying any kind of weird groundwork or what what threads might they pick up and I thought Romulus might be a Right, be, might be a thing that they pick up in some way I hope so because I still want my good Romulus story and mm-hmm. we haven't had it yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they've hinted at that, that that's where they're going to go in a little bit. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, so let's move on to the next sequence, which is a wedding. Oh, and yeah. um, it is, of course, Riker and Troy are uh, tying the knot, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Finally. Uh, Picard's giving his uh, speech as best man. Duty. A starship captain's life is filled with solemn duty. I have commanded men in battle. I have negotiated peace treaties between implacable enemies. I have represented the Federation in first contact with 27 alien species, but none of this compares with my solemn duty today as best man. (laughs) Now, I know on an occasion such as this, it is expected that I be gracious and fulsome in my praise on the wonders of this blessed union. But have the two of you considered what you were doing to me? (laughs) Of course, you're happy, but what about my needs? This is all a damned inconvenience. I mean, while you are happily settling in on the Titan, I will be training my new first officer. You all know him. He's a tyrannical martinet who will never, ever allow me to go on away missions. That is the regulation, sir. Starfleet Code, Section 12, Paragraph 4. Mr. Data? Sir? Shut up. Yes, sir. Um, And he keeps talking about his first officer, who in this film is never revealed. We never find (laughs) out who his first officer is going to be. He never says it. Uh, I know the extra scenes don't count. Um, He never says in this movie, he's like, you all know him. And he never says his name. It's very, very strange. And in the books, it becomes Worf. 
by the way. Really? Yeah, Worf is. Uh, there's. A, I'm going to mention the books a few times throughout this because I'm. I'm currently still pushing onward. Uh, Worf, once again, by the way, is inexplicably back in the films. Like it makes no sense. It makes less no. sense than Insurrection. Because yep. by this point, Deep Space Nine is over. Worf. Yes. Do we remember what Worf was doing at the end of Deep Space Nine? What he got sent off to do? Didn't he go to um, the Klingon Empire, right? Yeah. He went to... Was he an ambassador um, or something? Yep, he was, yeah. he was the ambassador. Uh, yeah. One year before, he was an ambassador. Guess where we find him again? Back on the Enterprise in uniform. And and the books at least kind of play it up. Like, they actually show why he did that, why he moved, which I appreciate. And it's uh, Keith DeCandido, who we've had on the podcast, is responsible for fixing a bunch of nemesis problems for the, for the book nice. series. It's great, and so actually, Alexander, his son, takes over as as ambassador for him, and he returns to the to Starfleet to become first. Officer. Yeah, that's interesting. It, yeah. And yeah, books aren't canon. I mean, you you can say that in they are, head. but they're not. Yeah, in exactly. Head, in your head canon. <laughs> All right. I mean, I smiled in this. I I was having a blast. It was like mm-hmm. being back with friends. Yes. Um, it was. And uh, seeing Wesley Crusher on the end of the table, he has no speaking lines in the film, but he's there. He's on mm. the end of the, the table. That um, screams Berman to me, by the way. Berman hated yeah. him. Hated, really? hated, hated Will Wheaton. And I think right. it, Logan wrote him in his fan service, and then Berman's like, cut his scenes. That's what I think happened. But one of the thing, This is one of the things I think the movie got right, which is we finally get a progression in the characters' lives. Yes. The things that we've been waiting forever to happen yes. finally happen. Yeah. So, you know, we have uh, Riker and uh, Troy getting married. We have, uh, while it's cut out in the special features, you find out that Crusher has a new assignment and where she's going. Uh, So there's like all these pieces that we actually got characters moving forward. Mm -hmm. But guys, this scene is terrible. Oh, it is. is. The writing is is awful. really bad. Yes. Like I, I, I'm smiling because I'm like, oh, it's all the friends I love. Yes. And then, and then I'm I'm watching it and and they're talking. This is really bad. Like it is is not good. No, no. It's, and they've got like these futuristic like instruments that they're all like jamming to. And and Worf is all drunk. Oh, Romulan ale. ale. He drinks blood wine. Got, I don't, I don't understand. It just, it does not make no. A lick of sense. It's just kind all. of, it. It's like shtick before we get the action started. So yep. anyway, and and that's not on the actors. I, I think no, that's on no, the no, writing. No. These guys here. It's a bad yeah. script. These guys did, I think, a really good job with what they were given. I mean, Patrick Stewart could read the phone book and it's fine, you know. Um, sure. But it's but this is testing some limits. I think at the moment. So right, right. This is one of those scenes where we sort of have to laugh painfully at it. I can like things about it, but this is me trying not to be a hater mm-hmm. on the whole movie. So I'm trying yes. to be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, we, we're going to move on, you know, yep. the, in and throughout here, there's this ongoing joke. Well, at least in the first 15 minutes, ongoing joke about, um, the naked um, wedding it. on Beta Z. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I found it funnier the first time I saw the movie. It got really yeah. tired yeah. this time. Well, but it's all set up. My, my favorite punchline is they're back, they get back on the yes. bridge and they talk about all this stuff. And then um, Picard Hard. says to the crew, you know, I expect everybody to honor the tradition. And then he says, if anybody needs me, I'll be in the gym. I like that's it. A gr- that's a funny, yeah. wonderful, you know, family moment, whatever, even though it's weird and creepy. Yes. Um, yeah. But that's – right. and at least at least that's a callback to Next Generation. It wasn't a random – like right. there's so many things throughout this movie that's like, John Logan, did you ever – when you wrote this, had you seen Star Trek before? He's, Cause, he's a big Star Trek fan. I he's know. got all the He's got all the little bits. Yes. 
Yes, Correct. It's the big stuff. You're exactly right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. No, he, he gives us what we want. Yeah. But in the the wrong in, way. Yep. In the wrong, wrong way. It All is right, very so, much – it's very telling that, that uh, the, the other movie that he wrote where it gives us a lot of what we want in the wrong way would be Die Another Day for James Bond. Right. Die Another Day, yes. 20th anniversary of James Bond. It's got all these in-jokes and references. It is a terrible, terrible movie. Yeah. Um, and it's – and I think it came out in 2002 or something like that, 2001. So, OK. So they get – here this positronic signature on a planet's uh, – several positronic signatures, which I don't understand. Do you remember when but, they could sense data from a galaxy away? That's you know just on being on a planet. That's that's it what this would be like. Well, they sensed it, but then it was super weak once they started Golly. paying attention. Well, yeah. I'm like, why were once you standing they... for it to begin with, and how did you get it if it was super weak? I know. I thought the But same. it just so happens to be close to the Romulan Empire, but they're like, oh, whatever. It's fine. Let's, yeah, let's break a treaty to go to this planet and, and investigate this thing. That might as well, like, that could have been lore for all they yeah. knew, you know? Yeah. It's, well, it could have been anything. I, I mean... Yeah. It could have been anything. It's like, but, we don't want to okay. go to the wedding, so we're going to do some random stupid thing to get out of it. My, yep. my favorite bit here, and this, 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 this is also we can get a car chase in Star Trek. 100%. Um, is, Again, is, the guy is, that wrote James Bond. My, my favorite thing here is that, what, are we, what century in? The 23rd century? Like, um, 24th. You know, the yep. 24th century. The, the, the highest tech, the newest Starfleet technology he really picard wants to go try out the argo argos argo argo um, um and argo yeah um and it turns out to be a dune buggy yeah that i could buy like right now yeah yep like i could go buy this thing right now Ooh, but that it's is super shiny chris i, I don't it's, know it's not shiny at all <laughs> anyway so so they go to this planet with all the positronic signatures with this dune buggy basically and they drive around and it is guys okay when I watched this for the very first time, this is the sequence that bothered me the most. It still hurts me. The eyes. The color the color correction yeah. in this sequence is, I think, probably the worst color corrected choice I've ever seen in a film, ever. period, bar none. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Yeah. It's super um, washed out. It's super... Yeah. Uh, it, what, it's, like, you can't tell what's happening. Yeah, overexposed, like mm-hmm. nobody's business. So what else? What did you guys think of this um, Argo? Of course, there's an action. There's the random oh. aliens on this planet that chase him. I looked at the random Whatever. aliens. And went, are they? Th- are these the cousins of the Sand People from Tatooine? Because that's just what I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, and they kind of look like the Dominion a little bit. Yeah, too. I was going to say they, they were felt like, like Jim Hadar. Jim Hadar. That's. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. I. My whole thing. So so let's not beam down because these are pre. It's a pre warp civilization, and and you know we don't want to contaminate them. So. The moment they show up, we're gonna fire our phasers at them, and then, Fly and then away. a gigantic gun on the back of our our thing, and kill them, and kill cool. them. They're just they're literally <laughs> defending their land, yeah. and and, and Worf's like, I'll get on this turret. Yep. Uh, at least it's hey, weird. Maybe our phasers are set to stun. We don't know. Did you see what happened to their vehicle? <laughs> thing I'm turned trying. over. That dude is dead. <laughs> I'm trying to make this work. It's oh, it doesn't know. It's it silly, guys. And they do it's, the yeah. whole off the cliff into the shuttle, and I'm like, I'm watching the shuttle fly away, going again, pre warp society, and this the shuttle's flying away, and all right, we don't care. Yep, but they and, don't and, care. This, this movie has no interest in that at all. No. Yeah. Do you do you remember that scene in Tomorrow Never Dies where oh, James can we stop James talking Bond about Tomorrow? No, stop. No more. No more. It's We're the done. Same We're thing. done. No it's, more. 
No, I'm sure. stop. So don't bad. bring up. Don't bring oh. up tomorrow never dies ever again. Oh. Uh, you're banned uh, from <laughs> this point moving forward for all time's sake. All right. So then we're back on the Enterprise, and I have to say, I have gotten so used to the JJ warp effect mm-hmm. that is absent. It the the ships just go up it and then goes. boom yep. and it's like wait where's the cool like you know rubber band yep. effect that we get from nope that's not that's but not that's here. even in the show the show has the the rubber band yeah. effect this one was like it's, what yeah it was weird that it was not there just like a little this burst show of light. did not do good ship porn and by that no. i mean all the camera <laughs> ogling the ship routines like that I love from other movies and did not do that in this one down to the we'll get there but the final scene of the movie it's mm-hmm. just instead of it's instead of the Enterprise leaving and doing its thing it's just the Enterprise in dry dock still and we're bored yeah. and oh look the credits like it did not take advantage of the whole ship love thing yep. absolutely not absolutely not I totally agree although I wrote in my notes also the Enterprise E is a beautiful ship I love it um, which is it what is makes it a bigger crime that oh, a gorgeous ship did not get properly <laughs> loved yep all right, so so after they pick up what we will know as before um, from the this planet, they get a hail from whatever Starfleet Command, yep. right? And it's Janeway. I um, loved it. I was so happy. Were you? This seemed I, weird to me. Well, I mean, but think about it. You know, we're 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 2002. You know, Voyager has yeah. just ended. It's it's total it's fan cool. service. I loved it. I and especially now because it has been a while since I've watched. You know, it's been a few years since I've watched uh, uh, Voyager, and I was like, you know what? Absolutely, she'd be an admiral. She it makes full sense. Like Picard has sure. to stay on the ship. He's like he's you know the Kirk. He can't be pulled away from it. But mm-hmm. Janeway, the moment she got back, she's behind a desk. She's never leaving Earth again. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's <laughs> she's there, and she would be awesome at it. I also I really liked her John whole Luke. bit, you know, about where he gets all the easy assignments, yes. you know, the board. You know, she lists these things <clears> that he's done. Like, she just delivers that perfectly. And it, it's one of the few moments that ties in this movie to anything that came before it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 100%. So she she says you've got to go to Romulus because there's been some sort of a weird shakeup in their, um, their leadership. Yep. And they are asking for someone from the Federation to come and chat. Not suspicious so, at all. No, yeah. no. But I mean, that's, I mean, if you're going to have somebody go, it would be Picard, right? Yeah. I mean, that oh, is what makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you, you don't, you wouldn't have to like, you know, have him pick up some random Android on the way. You probably could just, you'd get, you'd get Picard even if he was, yes. you know, halfway across the universe, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And if it's right. his clone, anyway. absolutely. Ugh. I know. Just kind of random. Oh man, whatever. And it, I, ugh, okay. So, um, <laughs> They head off. Yep. Um, they go there, and then they get hailed many hours later by um, the Viceroy, played like you said before by um, Hellboy. Roman. Yeah, Hellboy. He is great in makeup. He, he looks is. fantastic here. I think the Riemann design is great. They're like albino bats. Yep. Um, very bat-like. Love it. It's very cool because I mean he's they, a hulking figure too, so he's yeah. very imposing. He's yeah. scarier than Shinzon ever is in this. Shinzon is well. We'll talk about that. That's what's next. <laughs> yep, he invites them next. to meet Shinzon. Right? Let's talk about those guys. So there's this reveal scene where there's a the huge lights. room. Yeah, and the lights are all dim, and they walk in. There is so much we need to talk about. I would be interested to know what we are talking about. Unity, Captain. Tearing down the walls between us to recognize that we are one. 
I'm talking of the thing that makes us the same. Peace. We want peace. Right now you're thinking this all sounds too good to be true. But you're also thinking that the chance for peace is too promising to ignore. Am I right? Yes. Then perhaps it's time to add some illumination to our discussion. Computer, raise the lighting four levels. So this is this reveal scene. It's very brooding. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty boy Tom Hardy, Ooh, for yeah. some reason, has a shaved head. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, I, this this is where the movie takes a real rough turn for me. Um, you know, I in the extras, I don't know if you guys read or heard or whatever it was. I can't remember. I can't remember where I came across this, but originally it was pitched to Patrick Stewart. Uh, that he would play both roles. Mm. That's a movie I want to see. Yeah. Patrick Stewart Be- versus Patrick Stewart? Like, right. That, come that, on. No, no. Right. That's, that's what this movie is supposed to be, guys. Exactly. Th- they set up right now, and immediately, which I do yep. appreciate that there's no, like, you know, mystery, is he or isn't he? Yeah. He just says, no, I am your clone. Yep. Um, so and there's here's none of how that. it happened. Yeah. yeah, and he gives him blood and all that just to test and all. I appreciate that in, 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 in the writing of, of this this film because it just gets straight to the punch, straight to the point. But honestly, can you imagine this movie if it yeah. was Patrick Stewart? It would make it would make so much more sense. The yeah. gravi- the yeah. all everything he does would have so much more weight. The the the, the moment they meet in the Romulan Senate yep. and all this kind of and 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 <clears throat> Their life experiences have just been totally different, and we get an evil yep. Picard. Because mm-hmm. we never that is got, what we we never got Mirror Universe Picard, right? Like Deep Space Nine went to the Mirror Universe. Enterprise did. Discovery obviously has. We yeah. never got that. This would be as close as we got to Mirror. Well, Picard. Locutus, Locutus yeah, is sure. a little bit of that, but I, I just oh, that would have been that. That's yep. the movie I want to see, guys. Yeah. In fact, my head cannon went right there. <laughs> as it should. As it should. Fill that in, my, and it'll be fine. My head cannon shot right off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the movie I wanted to see. Uh, anyway, so anything else we want to say about that scene, or can we can move on? I mean, it, it basically reveal we learn he's the clone, and we're gonna keep moving. Worst line in the movie: "Just the one of us," as they're standing like nose to nose. Yeah, it it, it really doesn't. It, I'm sorry, but Tom Hardy cannot hold a candle to Patrick Stewart. Not even and close. never did I. Yeah. And you'd think he would because he's actually – I think he's a pretty good actor generally. But then the sure. moment he's – like he does – I think their scene, which we'll get to, their their dinner scene is 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 as good as it could be. But this one is too – He's outmatched mm, too – like they have to rely on theatrics for him to try and have yeah. any real sense of presence that Picard just has by breathing. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. All right, so I'm going to keep going on my notes here, but I might miss some things because I, at this point in the movie, I began to, um, to honestly just to kind of like not pay attention too much. <laughs> so if if I miss something, please, you know, um, he apparently Shinzon uh, is, you know, because he is a clone, he does not feel all that great, um, and so I guess he looks like he's constipated for like over yeah. and over again, like. <laughs> Yeah. But apparently, like, um, Remans have, like, a healing power, apparently, because they, yeah, if they touch, they yeah, they, uh, like, the, the Reman touches his chest, and he's able to, to heal up, or feel better, there's, there's some sort of a tele, they have some sort of telekinetic 
power. Which I guess works because Vulcans are too, and they're sort of maybe descended-ish from the same... Um, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. So... I, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I just will say that... Uh, my, I guess my this is the time to talk about it. We have another human who looks like an Enterprise crew member ruling the Romulan Empire. Like this would be the second time we had Sila do this before, right? Like, oh, that's, that's and is it, it, it was, was she like, ruling? Was she ruling the? Empire? Well, she was like super high up, and like she was she was in charge of the the Klingon civil war, like the Romulan intervention in there, and then you know in disrupting the um, yeah, forget about all, I forgot all about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember it. I just don't remember the, the yeah. hierarchy of it all. I just, I, but I, I, I don't it was like know officially what her title is. But we, but you know, this is the second time. And and again, if we're gonna you know go back a little bit, she Denise Crosby, like I guess got wind of it. She must have been talking to you know her friends. And she goes to Rick Berman and goes, like this wouldn't this be perfect for me? Wouldn't like wouldn't this be my role if I had ascended to the top? I mean, it would, it would yeah. definitely rewrite the film a bit. And and he's like, nope, that doesn't make any sense. I was like. It makes more sense than Clone Picard. Mm-hmm. It does, you know, mm-hmm. but that's fine. It's just it they they took every opportunity to take turns that didn't make sense. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, anyway, so um, Picard has given orders to reassemble before. Um, yeah, and that's never gone wrong. I wanna, Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I want to take a step back for a moment. Right before uh, we witnessed Shinzon getting his treatment stay away from the viceroy we have the scene between shinzon and commander denatra oh where yeah they talk about her allegiance i feel like i need to pull that scene out because it it's the first serious moment in this movie when i realized this movie has women problems oh, oh. yeah Big one time. of please uh, one of many please please expound upon <laughs> that because you're the only one qualified among the three of us um so in this scene we have uh um, the rest of the Romulans questioning Shinzon, you know, what's he up to? Why didn't you get to it already? She fawns all over him in this quasi seductress routine that's kind of sickening to watch. It's awful. And fits nothing else that she does in the movie after this, no less. Um, and it begins this trend of these weird, perverted relationships between oh. Shinzon and the women of this film that aside from being awful, serves no plot purpose in any way, shape, or form, which the, the gratuitous nature of it makes it that much more disgusting and creepy-crawly. They yep. were talking about how they had to cut a bunch of character scenes to make room because it was too long, but they kept things like this in there. It's right. really offensive on a lot of levels. What I didn't understand, and, and here, here's the thing, I, I watched the, the, the behind, and I've said this so many times, the behind-the-scenes features of this, the way that they talked about Tom Hardy made me feel like they 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 cast him because he was pretty, right? Or and then robbed attractive. him of anything that was supposed to be that. Which okay. Well, no, no, but I I think they they thought because these are older men who wrote and directed this movie. Mm-hmm. I think they think no, he's like that's what a powerful man does, um, or is deserving of. Right. Which Do you is know why what I mean? So yeah. offensive. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that that's the insane thing because it literally has, like you said, there's no purpose to that other than she, I guess, is just willing to do anything to be in power. That is was that the only way that I, that was to... how I sort of read. Not that this justifies it in any way, but I I was like, well, maybe 
is she just trying? Is it a political move? You know, not, again, stupid. And but the only is way it a political that women move? can gain political power is to fawn all over this undeserving, right. disgusting man, as if she has right. no strength right. of her own. Nope. Nope. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 nuts. And yeah. you're right. This is the the beginning of oh, of the uh, the way the that the, this movie treats their women. Um, it it it, and, it it's awful. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and and even at, at the very best. The women in this film, you know, the only other woman in this film, Beverly, is ignored. Like, name, I mean, she's well, got... Troy. Troy gets a... Well, we're going to deal what I mean. with that at when best, we get there. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Troy, and then we'll get to Troy. Guinan yeah. gets, like, a couple lines, you know, in the wedding party, but, yeah. Are they... Are they only were those in the film or were those cut? I now I, I'm I'm blurring them all with the the cut versus the what's in the wedding. In she the actually Blue did Red have lines. I watched. I don't remember if it was in the original cut. No, it, it might have been. And I'm just blurring the lines. Yeah. She she Guinan's in it for a moment. Okay, because yeah. okay. even take that scene back for a moment. At the wedding party, we have everyone interacting, and then our three African American characters they get one oh, scene group together talking right? to nobody white, just each other. That was a problem. Yep. Oh my god. And it's like the only scene that Jordy ever gets where he's not like serving the data plot or something like that. Like it's the only personal comment kind of human being scene that he gets and they do it in that way. It's like, wow, this movie is implicitly racist. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm mm. (laughs) I didn't I I didn't really like this movie, but now that I'm hearing these perspectives it's i'm beginning to question everything um well let's keep moving on if that's all right with you guys i yeah, mean I made uh, that's my point such for good points scene, so no that's forward. great no i really appreciate you for thank you thank you for, it honestly it was so disgusting that i didn't even put it in my notes I, and yeah. i remember thinking while i was watching it this isn't even worth mentioning but yep. actually it is worth mentioning it's important that we do thank you i just wrote um, gross yeah yeah it is gross it, it, it's absolutely that yeah. so um, before has been uh, reassembled, mm-hmm. and um, he is there obviously to serve the purpose of Shinzon. So he hacks the Matrix in this movie. It's the I funniest, the thing. worst. Like we need to show him doing bad things. What can it be? And it's literally just you know ones and, and zeros going down. As the Matrix, it's, I, it doesn't even make any sense. Nope. We've seen L cars, like they have mm-hmm. all this amazing like stuff that he could be doing. No, it's the Matrix. That somebody made that call. It doesn't make any somebody sense. Somebody make to an me. animated GIF, please, of a white rabbit running through the middle of that. Okay. Yes, yeah, right? I mean absolutely. Follow the white rabbit. Um, okay, so we begin to now um, have a chat. This is one of my more favorite scenes, I guess, from the film, which yeah. is. Um, Shinzon and Picard yeah. in the Romulan Senate having dinner or breakfast or whatever it is they're having. I'm guessing it's dinner. Um, and uh, they're basically talking about nature versus nurture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Shinzon is discussing how his upbringing you know, changed him into the man he is. They also try and explain away why he looks so different than Patrick Stewart was because they broke his nose and jaw yeah. in the minds of whatever. So but hard. later... But later in the movie, they just have an image of Tom Hardy's I face. I the same thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Why would they do that? Um, we yep. have already seen him. We've already seen that episode with Patrick Stewart in that. Well, I guess he... Never mind. I guess that is his old self and Q is just... One of the best episodes of Next Generation. Oh, it's Tapestry. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But what's, what's the title? Tapestry? Tapestry. Is that what you said? Yep. Thank I think you. it's season seven. Yeah. 
Yeah. Really? Is it that late in the I game? Think, I think it is. I could be wrong. Anyway, okay, so we'll get back to this. Anyway, so he, um, they're 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 having this wonderful discussion. What did you guys think of the scene? What what this kind of jumped scene, out with you here? We actually had a, a moment where I recognized Picard with his right. speech about you know all men, all races united. Oh. You know the Roman Senate, like that whole speech right there. That was a Picard moment. I'm like, I know who you are in this movie right now. A hundred percent agreed. Totally I, agree. Yeah, the moment he he says, you know, nothing nothing illustrates basically all all that we've been working for for so long. Uh, more than a captain of the Enterprise standing in in the at the floor of the Rom- Romulan Senate, I thought that was so good. Um, and and Tom Hardy does again for what he's given does a really good job of playing he's off good of here. him. He like I, I I read it as Patrick Stewart elevated him. Hmm. You know it, it it was so good um, between the two of them. It, it was it's probably my favorite scene of the of the movie um, for the sheer Picard of it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's good. It's a good Picard scene. It's what yeah. we want out of Picard. We don't really need to see him in his action moments. Um, yeah. Right. At this late in the game, I wish they would have just skipped it altogether. Okay. Uh, should we just go ahead and move into the most uncomfortable sequence in the film? I don't oh. know if there's anything else. Um, so we get to oh, the bedroom yeah. of um, Riker and Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start to have marital relations because now they're married and so they can now they've never done that before but they can now congratulations yeah. guys um, and, they have to go and, <laughs> <ruin it. laughs> right. and then and then um troy is effectively raped um mm-hmm. in it, it, a, i mean uh, on multiple levels uh there, there's there's like a psychological level and a physical level mm-hmm. yep. um it's horrifying i wrote um, why, this is what I put in bold letters and in, in all caps. Why do this? Yeah. Besides being weird and gross, both for the film and for the character, yep. it doesn't make any sense. It's like like Shinzon's literally screaming, "I'm a villain!" At this point, they're not sure if he's a bad guy or right. not. Mm-hmm. Right. But this is the first "quote unquote" evil act he does. Why does he do that? What? What? What's going on here? Yeah. Can anybody tell me what's going on? This is utterly like, why do I never got a why. This is an extension of he started creeping on her in the first scene when we're introduced True, to him. And he's like, well, can I touch your hair touch and hair. all that grossness? Uh, this is an extension of that. It it's just awful. goes like so far off the range. It is so bad. There is nothing necessary or okay about the scene. If they wanted to establish her mind powers with the Remans for later, there are other ways they could have done it. This did not need to happen this way. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. I mean, cause she, she basically what, what happens here and we'll just jump, jump ahead. It happens um, at the very end. She's able to get inside his mind, right. Or right, inside. She the, guides the... Worf's hands to help them find the cloaked ship where they are so they can shoot it. So literally, let's just talk from a script, you know, plot point. Deanna needs to get raped so that later she can fire, so she can get revenge, right? right. At, the, at the very end. But unfortunately, the those are the, oh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, really the only two scenes she's got of any importance. So her, like, entire character mm-hmm. is in here just for that. Yeah. And that is... It's appalling. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's make matters slightly worse. The next time we see her after that scene, um, uh, is in sick bay. She's reporting what has just happened. Everybody's oh, yeah. there, and this Picard so essentially 
Oh, it's it's wor- it, yeah, it makes it worse. Picard yeah. essentially asks her. asks her to suffer more rape if you can endure it, it. And with no uh, empathy, no less. Like there's nothing in none. his manner that's going. This is awful. I get it. It's just the more you can handle this, right? And it's like this is not Picard. No, no, it wasn't. And no. and and I I do I actually I remember at that moment in this movie saying I, I probably shouldn't say it here because we're not explicit, but basically like. F this movie. Yeah. Like, because that is not, that's not Picard. Who, who that's not is Star Trek? What he's been ever. And I don't, but that's the thing. Like, I don't think that, honestly, I don't think they would say there's any difference between what she does at the end and what, what he does to her. They and would I think say, that's justify it. I, I guarantee the you writers. Minds, yeah. But they're justifying they're like, is what makes it even worse. Oh, it's because so awful. that yeah. says that they recognize that there was something wrong with what they did. And then they doubled down on it. Yep. I thought I, we were going to have fun ripping this movie apart. This is actually, I'm so sorry. This is so, <laughs> this, this is so like. We maybe should have done first contact. <laughs> I thought we were going to have fun ripping this thing apart. And here we are completely horrified by, yeah, and I, 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 yeah, I just don't get it. it. It, this, this, nothing makes sense here on a, on a character. This, this is them screaming. I'm a villain. Yes. Um, for no, no, apparently no reason at all. He could have waited um, to do this. Um, but he doesn't. What else should we say here before we move to the next, the next? Uh, well, let's plot point? let's be clear, and and I think this is where we were going with this. But let's be really, really clear about this. In their minds, they I think that the writers thought, well, it's it's fine because she gets revenge on them, so it's fine what we do earlier, and that's not at all fine, right? Like, but here's the cool. Let's be clear about here, that. Right. Here's the thing. This the move the moment at the end could happen without yes. that moment. Absolutely. Like w- we understand Troy's abilities. Right. You know what I right. mean? And we don't like, need to be convinced s- of them through no. a rape. Or in a way that right. we've never seen before. Right. As well, right? But or 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 if that happens, then we need to spend more time with Troy and we need to justify yeah. that it's it's literally a, a, a in service to the plot yes and there's no service given to the character and like Mm -hmm. we said we stated a moment ago it's made even worse because the male in charge says it's not you can you can you can endure it's not that big of a deal i mean there's surely there's not going to be any psychological scarring or damage here what what why why do we what what this isn't okay so I'm going to jump ahead here to um, we have the, the the fighting sequence after Shinzana's has given up all pretense in the Enterprise and his ship are facing off. When they pan around the the bridge to show different faces of reactions to things as they're unfolding, we get stoic male, stoic male, panicked and upset Deanna. She is always the emotional freakout face that they choose whenever they choose to display that. And that is further undercutting her role as a woman there. And you could make the argument she's an empath, so she's feeling it. But again, she's the only woman there and she's the one who's being given these faces and it just makes it worse. Since we've jumped up um, in in the end of the film here, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Troy isn't just the counselor anymore, right? She's got rank now. She, right? yeah, she, she it, took the extra it, training so she could get promoted. That was mm-hmm. the next generation. Season, I want to say season six. Yeah, she went through this whole, or maybe it is seven, but season six, she goes through this whole command training thing. Yep. She flies, 
I mean, she 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 um, commands the Enterprise a couple of times. I will say the only two times she that we really she crashes see her the ship are the times yes. she crashes the ship. That's not yeah. her. Um, she, she makes a joke about that. Yeah, yeah she makes I, a joke about that. I, I liked the, that. It was funny, like in that way. But she's her job is not well, to be hey, the there is my, female. Right. But, but 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 why I bring that up is is that she has a rank of what? Lieutenant Commander, yes. I believe. So she's a lieutenant commander who has gone through the she, command track. She 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 when um all the other boys have to leave the bridge, I can't remember who it is, says you're in command. Data does. They don't say Data doesn't say lieutenant commander, you're you're you have the bridge. Right. He says counselor, you have the bridge. Yes. Yeah. And that was like yeah, what? demoted her. Like I know she's a counselor, but she's a she does. I will say she does remain the counselor even in next generation. She does. I, I don't but like she to think it's right. With the she does remain it. To have her her rank yep. used. Agreed. You're, you're in any military at all. A hundred percent. Well, I, you, you I don't... think that's a problem in the in the premise of her character. Truly, I, I think that's a problem in the premise of her character from the beginning. Not. I, no, I, I, don't... I, I am not one to defend this this movie, but like. The whole time yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they put there and this is like a Star Trek problem. Diminishing her though, they diminish her oh, throughout 100%. this movie, and like she's there to be the person who's who's you know marrying yeah. Riker. She's 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 not been given the respect that the show built up right. for her. Right. That's 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 my point. Is that this was a decision made in the script, um, yeah. counselor, and it may honestly like again like it could have been. And we need to move on. I know I, I'm just bashing this, and this is making it worse and worse. <laughs> but I'm but honestly like it it could have even mean uh, like on the set, data Brent Spider may have said that out of like um, habit, uh, not even habit, but like uh, it means more. Like he he's almost said it like as like. Because we're friends, mm-hmm. I call you counselor. Um, but in the moment, it even to me, in a crisis moment, it felt super disrespectful to not use her. Everybody else is saying lieutenant, commander, uh, you know what I mean? Ensign, yeah. all these things. And she's got counsel. Anyway, just it stuck out to me, I guess is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, all, that's all I need to say there. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, uh, and again, I, I, I may miss some stuff, so please feel free uh, to stop me. But after um, Picard says, you know, can you endure this more, um, he's taken, mm-hmm. right? Um, all of a sudden, because he's told, basically, um, uh, at this point, the Enterprise and the brand new shiny Riemann scimitar, scimitar ju- massive uh, warbird uh, are kind of staring each other down yep. and Bacar doesn't want to raise the shields. So because of that, um, they're able to beam him uh, over uh, to the scimitar and um, kidnap him. Was, was this a, Hmm. I'm trying to ask this question. Um, this was planned, right? Like Picard knew, I don't think this was written well, by the way, but I'm trying to figure this out. Picard knew that this was going to happen. Correct. That he was going to get taken? Yes. Why would he know that? Because Data, Pretends he had Data switch himself out for B4. And uh, we, this is never explained to us, by the way. Like, this is the one thing, like, guys, like, talk, like, let's show Patrick Stewart, or let's, it's not Patrick Stewart, let's show Picard outsmarting Shinzon, outsmarting himself, because he clearly, I, I think knew that's Picard why he says. was going to be taken, but I, th- I think they figured out B4 was a spy, and or so that, they'd set that up for however yeah. that trap sprung. That. Good point. Good that's point. what I, that's what I think. I, I think they he didn't know he was going to get taken. I believe they just they assumed before was gotcha. Um, 
bait. So definitely they knew before. It just wasn't Picard that was. They they just didn't know anybody else would. Right, which is so we get the bridge scene where they're trying to track Picard and they're freaked out because if they knew it was going to happen, then they know where he is. That's a good point. They would have put a transponder on him or something. Yeah. Right. Um, Right. I I did like the conversation once again between Shinzon and Picard. We get Shinzon's um, reveal. You know, he wants to conquer everything. We don't know his motivation for this other than he is bad. Um, But we, I did like, look in the mirror, see yourself. I can think of no greater torment, he says to Picard. And Picard says, Shinzon, I'm a mirror for you as well. And I did like again. It's a good Picard thing. It's it's very it's yeah. why the film is called Nemesis. It goes it's Greek mythology and you know uh, you know the the whole mirror and retribution and revenge on yourself kind of a thing. Um, but I did like that 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 we have Picard despite this abominable scene we had in um, with him last. We have him being the standard of rightness. Um, which is undercut by what we just saw, but he he is this paragon of virtue. I will not quake in the face of you uh, and your threats and all this other stuff. I, no matter what you do to me, you will not diminish me and, and the Federation. I recognize Picard being Picard in a good way in this scene. What I struggled with was it was one of many scenes that highlights how thematically the themes fail in this, the way yeah, they set it agreed. up. And so it was like, oh, this could have been a powerful scene, but it wasn't. Yeah, agreed. Yep. So, um, yeah, um, the, we get this, another action sequence, um, where data breaks out Picard from the scimitar, right? They yeah. run around. I, I don't know what to say. They run around. They Decent firefights. The shuttle was thing it? was stupid. I didn't like the shuttle thing at all, but I was like, yeah, there's a good shootout in the corridor. The, Fine. The score. The, there, we got these cool toys. I remember them coming out with these yeah. toys, the, the scorpion attack flyers mm-hmm. or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're, I guess, small enough to fit through the corridors. Or those corridors are huge. Really big. <laughs> they're really, really big. big. Um, <laughs> they're like anyway. Death Star trenches. Like, they are built for things to fly through them. It's It didn't work. My My favorite moment of, like, I, I would call it like tech fail. Uh, and I just, I really like slapped my head was so <laughs> the, the, the scorpions moving out of the scimitar, right? It's yeah. moving through space and Shinzon's like, get a yes. tractor beam on it. <laughs> and, and then, and the warp's like, I'm going to beam him. And, and the tractor beam's like an arm that like, yes. is like slowly, yep. like slowly <laughs> trying to, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And then it, they beam away. And this is the funniest, like, is that how tractor beams work? No. Like a slow. Sure. Like Star Wars did it so back in the seventies. <laughs> yep. I just, I just was laughing so hard at it. It just was like, Oh, we failed. <laughs> Cause it's, the moment they beam away, the tractor beams like, Oh, yep. bummer, I missed him. <laughs> I missed him. I did de- I did a bad job, mommy, and it just goes back. It doesn't. It's so weird. And I, I man, I feel so bad that I'm knocking this, but it's so bad. It yeah. is so bad. Um. Anyway, so they they get back on the ship. Everything's fine. I'm not sure. The only reason why this happened was for that scorpion um sequence, yeah. the action Which sequence. The action sequence. We could have had car, more character chase. moments. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. All yeah. of that could have been cut. That's like a 10-minute like action sequence that could have been easily been cut, and I would have rather had explanations as to where Beverly is and moments um, in the ready room yep. yeah. that they had conversations and all, all of that stuff. I would have much rather had. And this served no plot purpose yeah. None. at all. None. There, what did we learn? 
What what did what yeah. happened? What was the the only thing is this, the, the stupid plot twist that B four and Data switched. That's which, pretty but, much it. Which is an interesting idea that is not explored, right? Like, mm-hmm. when did this I'm decision sorry. get made? You know, when when did we do this? Like, how is Picard outsmarting them by planning this? No. Not, you know, it, I think it was for the reveal of, ooh, it's actually Data, but that's not. But it was We've just like seen a cheap that before, trick right. rather than truly meaningful. Agreed. Oh, a hundred percent. But it's not a shock either because, like we've said, this is lore and data have done this before. This is not like new, like, right. oh, well, that was actually data. That's why it should have been told to us. That's why it should have been up front and not a reveal. That's yeah. Well, I honestly think the director thought this was a new thing. Like, oh, they look alike, so we can, like, switcheroo and nobody will know. Nope. Yep. Uh, I, the next Sorry. scene, if we can yes, push please. ourselves ahead, I, I believe the next scene is is there in the Senate, and the basically everybody's having you know getting cold feet about this craziness, this you know genocide that Shinzon is trying to um, to do. And Donatra, I didn't get the quote, which bums me out a little bit. I was trying to find this quote, but Donatra essentially talks about. Um, uh, she says this that his sins will stalk us for generations or something like that. Um, we can't let him do this. And I, I, I was like, you know what? That that goes back to the Romulans that we do know. Of of the Romulans we do know are, hey, they are sneaky and they are tough and they are, you know, essentially the Romans and all this other stuff. But they do have a sense of honor, um, right or wrong, good or bad. They have a sense of honor. And even in, in Redemption, when, when they find – when um, – when it's revealed that they've been helping the Klingons, the moment that they've been outed as helping the Klingons, they actually back off and they're like, you know what? Uh, we can't be seen doing this stuff anymore. But what I actually like that they, they added honor to this, um, almost Klingon-y and, and just said, uh, we can't, we can't like, it's all well and good to win and to have an empire to dominate. We can't commit genocide. And and that's when the, the tables turn and she decides to help the, to help the Federation, which I, I liked that character moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yes, I agree with you that that was, that was good. Yeah. That I'm trying to find nuggets here. That's, you know, <clears throat> no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. I, I think genuinely there is a good movie to be made here. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. um, That's why it's I just so don't upsetting. think. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. So the moment they beam back, um, they, the, they take off. Right. And mm-hmm. then the scimitar decides to race after them. So we've got like this. Um, I think, you, you know, I think a pretty cool space battle here. I was they, just going to say, yep. Knock them out. And because, you know, they're, because the scimitar can be cloaked and fire, the the moment I liked in this is the Enterprise E firing all the phaser Agreed. banks all at once mm-hmm. to find it to pinpoint it and then yep. they would shoot but they'd still miss and you know it's pretty much a a losing battle no matter what they were going to do right. you know but it was still they put up a valiant effort I liked I liked this uh, this kind of space battle this is one of the action sequences for me that that worked um, and and I thought was was pretty great and then um, so they they effectively um, uh, shut down the Enterprise, right? So it's not it, it's pretty much dead in the water. Yeah. Um, they've blown a hole in the viewfinder, which <laughs> becomes a joke later on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and um, so it's it, it's there. And then Shinzon says, meet me in the ready room. And guys, we get a holographic projection. <laughs> yep. A Discovery-esque of Shinzon in uh, Picard's office area. Um, and uh, they have a conversation. I have little interest in your quaint vessel, Captain. 
Look at me, Shenzhen. Your heart, your hands, your eyes are the same as mine. The blood pumping within you, the raw material is the same. We have the same potential. That's the past, Captain. It can be the future. Very deep within you, beneath all the years of pain and anger, there is something that has never been nurtured. The potential to make yourself a better man. And that is what it is, to be human. To make yourself more than you are. Oh, yes. I know you. There was a time you looked at the stars and dreamed of what might be. Childish dreams, Captain. Lost in the Dilithium mines of Remus. I am what you see now. I see more than that. I see what you could be. The man who is Shinzon of Remus and Jean-Luc Picard could never exterminate the population of an entire planet. He's better than that. He is what his life has made him. Then what will you do with that life? Waste it in a blaze of hatred? There is a better way. It's too late. Never, never. You still have a choice. Make the right one now. I can't fight what I am. Yes, you can. I'll show you my true nature. Our nature. And as Earth dies, remember, I will always, forever, be Shinzon of Remus. And my voice shall echo through time long after yours has faded to a dim memory. What do we think about, what do you guys think about this sequence? The space battle, uh, kind of the, the calm before the storm of the, the, the finale here. I was feeling very disaffected by this point in the movie, so I was having a hard time enjoying what came at this point. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I, but I, I do, I like the design. The, okay, look, so the design of this battle, the design of the ships, I, I, I would yeah. love to just, I mean, the Scimitar versus the Enterprise E. And the new Romulan Warbirds we see, too. We see some new ones that right. are cool looking. They're super sleek. We've always yeah. seen those huge ones that are like three times the size of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. These yes. are some fighters that are cool looking. They um, are. I, I, I love it. And and so I love – there's two things I loved about this battle other than the, the, um, the cool new designs. You know, honestly, not since we've had Deep Space Nine have we had such great – space battles mm. um, and Deep Space Nine didn't do too many of them because they are especially pre-CG those were daggone expensive um, and so but we got some really good ones there um, That's you know fair. we had a good one a, a good brief one at the beginning of, of First Contact and, and you know Star Trek isn't about, all about war and space battles but come on I, I like some good space battles they're fun um, sure what what really did this more than anything else other than the great CG which I liked was this excellent excellent score by jerry goldsmith the score to this movie Always. is easily the best part of the movie and i believe this is the last thing he he uh composed before he died mm-hmm. too and it was a stylistic and so, shift too because it's darker than the it's a darker scores. tone i i think it's the i listen to the star trek scores all the time like while i'm grading or reading or something like that and and uh this is my favorite one of his it's phenomenal um 
and and this moment in it, I think it's the track called "Lateral Run," um, is is playing right along uh, with this, and it's it is such uh, an inspirational score. It under it underscores the gravity of the situation. It's just it's really really excellent. But guys, can you imagine this sequence? So this holographic projection, if it had been Patrick Stewart, oh, you're going exactly Patrick with the Stewart. thought I just oh. had. Yeah. This would have been such a freakier, scarier, you know, strategist Picard against strategist Picard. That would have had so much weight to oh. it. This was just and, and, weak and the, and, imitation trying to be a cool strategist and just not feeling it. Yeah, he he's um, uh, Tom Hardy. I'm sorry, is just too villainous yes. here. He's too um, chewing the scenery, uh, trying to be like um, Picard's delivery from first contact, you know, this far, no farther, mm-hmm. and I will make them pay for what they've done, right? He's trying to emulate that, yeah. but failing. Yeah. And you then you've got Picard, who is like top of his game, like kicking yeah. butt, you know what I mean? And it just, it, it doesn't work. It's like, Sit down and shut up, little boy. Yeah. Let me show you how the men do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it, that, that is that is what this feels like, and it's it's just it's unfortunate. But what I what I love is, can you imagine this moment where it is him playing both roles, and he thinks he's going to you know give up for the good of his crew, and then he rams into the right. scimitar. That would be brilliant because yep. then you feel like it's Picard versus Picard and the, the evil Even Picard the bigger scale never expected him to do something so foolhard you know what I mean yeah. so nuts yeah but he does no and that's, I agree that's pretty cool mm-hmm. that's pretty cool um also gonna, was that no go, ahead. go for it go for it was that Matt Singer and as it turns out it was yeah. I did not know that Brian, I was Brian Singer right Brian Singer yeah. sorry what I say Matt Singer Brian Singer he yep. just suddenly shows up in the background and I'm like Wait, what? I paused it and I yep. googled. Was Brian Singer in? <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he he was. showed up for one second. Um, it's pretty, pretty silly. Um, okay. Not and uh, yet not the silliest thing in this movie. <laughs> so, oh no, that comes right now because there's a boarding party of Remans, yes. right? And they're 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 fighting on. This is my favorite part of the movie, guys. This is my favorite part. <laughs> They're fighting on the Enterprise, right? And as it turns out, I didn't know this, there's a <laughs> slide on the Enterprise, guys. There's just like an open Jeffrey's troop tube, and yep. you jump down that sucker, and you, you go for a slide. It's a trash compactor. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Apparently, the, oh. the, the Model E is the, is the fun model, the party model. <laughs> there's slides. <laughs> well, it, it, this, this reminded me, once again, if we're going to weird, like, to to Star Trek five, right? This is the time where, where is this cavernous thing located in, in the enterprise E like Star Trek five has like 9,000 decks as Spock is shooting up in a, in his rocket boots. Um, and in this case we have this cavernous thing with a catwalk, like at least make it engineering. Like we saw engineering, we know it's really tall, but there's like, chains and a catwalk and but things see, like that. But see, we're trying to reenact throwing the Emperor down the tubes <sighs> at the end of Return of the Jedi, but with Star so... Trek characters. <laughs> it didn't work. And I'm sorry, hey, I... I... With over overweight, middle-aged <laughs> I love John Freaks. Love that man. Oh, no. But I, this didn't dude, work. <laughs> no. All. Well, and this plays into the... the earlier problem of the man of Ugh. the woman who was violated beating the guy who aided in her violation. Like, it just doesn't work. Right, yeah, but like the guy so gets to have thing. the 
the guy gets to have the rah 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 moment. Yep. All of the men get to have that. Yep. Isn't that interesting? And yeah. it, it, it it does not work. Why does the furry man have a face? Uh, why, why does oh, the man gosh. have a furry face? Like all this. Like, I'm sorry. When I when you said J- Jonathan Frakes, that be sorry. I gotta say this. The B4 performance in this is awful. It is on a, so on, a on a on the next level terrible. He's just he's just talking like a little boy. It's you know what I mean? So like terrible. it's just anyway. And there's a moment. Oh, I forgot to mention this. Data kills B4 effectively, right? Yep. Just a, a few right. scenes before this. Um, and B4's not talking like that. Did you notice this? Yes. I, I, I noticed that too. I didn't know what to make of it, but yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. I, I think by that point I assumed that because of the scene we get later, he's starting to integrate Data more into who he is. But again, why does that mean it, baby talk him? Who knows? Yeah. But at the end, he's talking that same way. The, right. the baby True. talk before when we see him... Never saw the sun. Like, all of that is he. Oh man, it's yeah. Woo. Okay. All right. I'm gonna continue. The, one, the only good thing I think, though, about this boarding party and stupid fight scene is moments before they encounter the the Remans, Worf says the Romulans fought with honor, mm-hmm. which is huge for Worf. Yeah. Um, if if that's the last one, one of the last lines we get from Worf, I think, in the entire franchise. Um, is is the Romulans fought with honor because think of maybe it's because I'm in my TNG re- rewatch right now. The, every time anybody says Romulans, it's Romulans, and they're you know they say it under their breath and because well, you know, they kill his parents. Kirk's and moment where he's dealing yeah. with his racism towards Klingons, and so Absolutely. like th- this could have been a moment like that. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Didn't work. So so um, should have worked better. So Picard beams over to the. And I love this. This is my favorite because <laughs> Picard moves on, uh, beams on to the, um, the scimitar. Now we already have established, guys. The Remans are a warrior race. Mm-hmm. They are, but this old dude in his seventies <laughs> <laughs> takes him down because we all know Picard's a warrior. Well, he went to the gym this- earlier, so he was ready. That's true. Worked up a sweat. Got guys, guys, this is so silly. He's like, he, he's got one phaser and he's like, bam, 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 bam. Boom. He blows up the, the bridge door and he's like, I'm here, Shinzon. I'm going to take you down. And he, and then he and Shinzon have a, a slow motion duel. It's like a slow, <laughs> slow motion duel. Um, they're like, I don't know. It, geriatric fighting it doesn't <laughs> make fair, any sense he was only 63 at the time <laughs> okay <laughs> it's it's that makes it better he's he's very young sir patrick stewart is Ugh. all right uh that I doesn't just, make it any better um <laughs> i just i thought the same thing because i think there's a point at which he i think he takes one of the remans by the head and throws him over a uh, uh, yes. console and i was like pat Patrick, <laughs> he's, 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 you, can't, he's act, you can't lift that guy. Action hero Jean Luc. Like, I, I, I want to see the action figure from this movie. It must be like with kung fu he's throwing ripped, action yeah. or something. Like right. that is not like this is why he's he's Professor X in, in X Men. He uses mind, which we believe can do that, but no, 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 no. He he. See, this is the thing. Like this anyway. <laughs> I, I, I can I. This is the reason why this action editor guy 
got the job because they thought they could infuse action into Star Trek. And that is not what this crew does. Yeah. I feel, I feel the reason why I'm hating this movie so much is because I love these characters mm-hmm. so deeply that I think they have been done a disservice by this grotesque distortion. version. Yeah. yeah, distortion of 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 these these characters that I think they didn't even want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think uh, um, Patrick Stewart looks tired here, and he's playing it that way. Like like I said at the very beginning, like the ending of this fight is him basically just pulling down a a, a sharp pole and. Shinzon deliberately running and impaling himself into it and then just as evil as possible just like continues Sliding to like it, yeah. slide into it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and but does nothing happens, he just dies. Like Yeah, his choking I, job isn't even credible. It's really it's really strange. Like I I would have been like, why don't you just throw his body yep. In there, and then can't you like anyway? It, it isn't in it, the special features. A, they talked a lot. Brent Spiner talked a lot about the story and how the story was a lot about family, and it's like they focused on the wrong part of the family for it to be meaningful because there is no family between Shinzan and Picard. However, they tried to play that card. Um, and we, the family, is back on the Enterprise. It's their interactions, and that's what we got right. short shrifted on. And and it's about this family breaking up this yeah. is this does not end hopefully and it could have been more inspirational breaking up like we're all going to our other lives and it's gonna be you know it's gonna be okay like they could have gone there instead it's like oh well they're everybody's everybody is leaving picard is the way that this ended he's but, in the but, same place and everyone's but, leaving him I do have to say, I actually, and and you might disagree with me on this. I actually really like they, the way they they deal with data in this episode and in, in, in this in this movie, um, because in terms of his sacrifice. Yes, mm. um, for a couple of reasons. Sure, Brent Spider's getting old, yeah. and that character yes. no longer works. In my and, opinion, and he admitted that himself. Mm-hmm. He said that this, too. This is why he has to go. It, yeah, and I wish there wouldn't have been a before because it, it just after it doesn't anyway. work anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the problem is, is that it, it just gives an out like, well, he's going to be okay. At least he'll be with us. Yeah. It should have been more. I feel I feel like it steals the thunder a bit from Data's sacrifice because I actually really, Data doesn't even for a moment question whether or not he's going to go rescue nope. his friend. Yeah. It actually gives me goosebumps right I, now. Well, if, and when um, he was running like, across the chasm, I'm like, all yeah. right, Star Wars people, that's how it's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I. I, I actually I adored this part of the movie. Yeah, it is my too. favorite part of the film is Data's willingness to sacrifice. There's no doubt yeah. that the seven years of the series and the films. There's no doubt in my mind that Data would do this mm-hmm. for no. for Picard. Um, and the way in which it's done, it's even set up that he has this little like site to site transport thing earlier in the film right. um, oh, that can take one. And um, he slaps it on Picard. And, oh, just like. But oh, it's, so it's kind of a callback, honestly, to mm-hmm. um, what Spock does with yes. Kirk in right. Star Trek Six, where he puts the mm-hmm. you know the tracking device on to on his friend. Um, like I, I think, I mean, if 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 you're gonna kill off a character, yeah, um, this is the way to do it. Yes, um, it it is not the, the the villain, the plot, the movie is not deserving of it at no. all. But this little chunk of it, this little character moment for me, was on ten. I one hundred percent. Rewatching it again, his face, you know, 
I, I, what I love about it is that there's he doesn't even give Bacard a moment to argue. Mm-hmm. No, like he knows I'm Bacard would argue, oh, yeah. and he would he just immediately bam, you're gone, and I've done what I'm supposed to do. He lifts the phaser without a hesitation and sacrifices himself for the crew. Mm-hmm. Bah, it, tears. I love a hundred percent. It's it's the most human thing Data has ever done. You know, it, it's it, this it's the it's the only part that gives a full arc to this character from beginning to end. He's the only one that gets the full closed arc. Um, of, I don't even know if it's an arc so much as it, like you could take I mean, this it, moment. narrative from season episode one. We see right. him trying to whistle like a human and they talk, I think that don't they mention that in the movie too? They, he's trying to whistle like a human and then he sacrifices himself for his friends. And it yeah, is Riker. Riker oh. can't remember the name of the song. I can't yeah. remember the name of the song. That's a lovely moment too. Them, so them remembering data. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a good way that this film, like I said before, has these amazing <laughs> opportunities. It begins with a wedding and it ends with a funeral. Mm-hmm. Like what a wonderful, like way to book in this movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, everything in between is garbage. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Like the, the idea of new life, the idea of, you know, everybody's moving on to the Titan or to Starfleet medical or to whatever. That's life. And yeah. I, 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 I've experienced that. We have friends. We have family who mean something to us for a time. But then we have to let go. And we are doing that as an audience as well. Yeah. It's time for us to let go of the Next Generation cast. Yeah. But this movie just... Doesn't oh, let us do that. No. Because even if this... There was talk that there was going to be one other movie before this one bombed. But regardless, the way this story was written, we were getting a goodbye of sorts no matter what they did next. And we deserved right. a good one, even yeah. not knowing that this would be the last of the movies. And we didn't get it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Um, Data's awesome. Uh, it is... I was sad. Mm-hmm. Um, even though this movie sucks, that moment's awesome. I think it's probably uh, I desperately... one of the few things I remembered from my first watch was Data going, because that was one of the few moments yeah. that actually worked. And yeah. then um, they say uh, Riker is going off uh, to the Titan, and, and Picard's basically saying goodbye. I wrote in my notes, I want to see the Titan. I want to see it right now. <laughs> um, cool. And there's so a whole sad. series of books on it if you want to read those. They're really good. I really don't. Um <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I mean, I, I I say this genuinely. Like, I don't I don't care, and yeah. I think it may be this movie that made me bitter about it. Like, I don't I don't want to know. It's really um, good. It's I, I will say it's very well done. The the Titan books are, and 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 following up after this, there's a lot of uh, yeah books aren't canon, but maybe it was maybe it was this that like this movie and and the ending with Data. I completely agree. I don't want to take anything away from that, but this movie that just was it left such a sour taste. It's like right. I gotta, I gotta follow it up with something, you know, and and this is this is what we had, so yeah. All right. Anything else we want to say about um, Data's sacrifice um, or uh, anything before we get to the final seat scene of the film, which is the um, the B four scene? Because mm. I, I I want to talk about this with you guys. Let's go there. Anything else? No, okay. I think I'm good. All right. So the final scene in this film is B four and um, Jean Luc. Um, talking um, about you know data and uh, what his why he was so important and how you know that's he he recognizes him as his brother um, and basically um, starts to whistle or not whistle starts to sing uh, the song that data was singing at the wedding 
Um, and I think we're supposed to infer that because they downloaded, for some reason, at the, in the middle of this movie, they downloaded all of Data's memories and whatever uh, into um, into the B4 uh, robot android thing. And now I guess we're to assume he's slowly going to begin to acclimate that and, and be his own thing, but still be data. Is that kind of what you guys? I think, I think that's what is assumed. And I think that that undercuts everything. Mm-hmm. What do they do? What do they do with this in, in the books? He, he goes off to again? get studied and we don't see him again. At least I hear that. in uh, So I'm, I'm, He's not, like not, the Jar Jar Binks yeah. of Star Trek. Yeah. Wow. It's he not is. Harsh. <laughs> it's he's off. He's he he serves no purpose. It makes no sense. It he's he talks weird. Like it, it, it's odd, isn't it? Right. I, I mean, come on. It it doesn't work. I know. I I completely agree with you. He he. It is. It's so off. It doesn't make sense. It is. It is so. It is so strange. And eerie, and and I, what and what are they trying to make us feel with it? Right? Are they trying to make us feel hopeful that Data isn't actually dead? Is it? Are they? You know, what are they? What are they trying to to do with that? Or is it just it? it if they wanted mm-hmm. us to leave with this, you know, we could have had this exact moment of of you know with Spock's death, where where they have a eulogy for you know I've never known anybody who is more human. Um, that's that's exactly what we had, and then it's oh, but he has these memories, and he's gonna he's he's singing uh, blue skies again, and now what? Which why did they why did they choose that? Right, song? they're like rebooting a, a character that does not need a reboot, and there's a loss in the story by rebooting the character. Mm-hmm. Like the search for Spock, Spock is one of the few characters that the way they made him come back from the dead really works. And actually, you only get that once. Right. That actually yeah. needs to happen. So often characters that aren't allowed to be dead and stay dead, they just hurt the story. And so yeah. there there were some chatter out there about the ways in which uh, this movie reflected aspects of, of Wrath of Khan. And you could argue that either way. But if this was in any way influenced by that, it didn't work. All right. Well, I feel like we have... Um, punch this movie into the ground. I almost feel like I should have taken a, a positive side and argued with you guys, uh, but it would have been so disingenuous that I don't think it could have worked. Um, but, um, you know, there are several moments that work really well in this film. Uh, I wish it was much better. There was a lot of possibility, um, but they just unfortunately didn't didn't live up to it what do you guys think closing thoughts before we before we wrap up this discussion of nemesis kate how about you um i think i I asked myself would i be so upset with this movie if it hadn't been the last movie if it had been the next to the last or somewhere Mm. in the middle would it have just been a mediocre movie that we're frustrated by but it's not the end of the world and i honestly do think that that plays a big part in the dislike for this movie and the movie is an absolute mess but it would have been more forgivable had it not been the swan song of these characters that we love so much. And so setting aside it being, it failing on those grounds emotionally, um, I'm really hopeful that the new Picard show, whatever direction it takes, will soothe some of that for us. 
Mm. Um, yeah. Whether we get cameos or not, I feel like the Picard show in of itself is something we want to see, but it's a way to, in effect, redeem some of the harm of, that this movie did to the fandom, I believe. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to honestly say, um, and I, I don't, I don't mean this to be. This is going to sound really bad, but um, Kate, you made this movie even worse to me <laughs> tonight. Like, I, I, I was coming in already thinking, like, well, this is just a silly, stupid movie. Mm-hmm. But n- now I actively, I think this movie is actively, um, like, bad. Like, not, not only bad. I mean, like, actively um, damaging in ways. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like it, the way because honestly, I'm a guy. I didn't really, mm-hmm. honestly, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this. Like, I honestly didn't think about the way this movie treats its female characters, yeah. and we have such a stark contrast between that and Discovery. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, that's that is even worse. It, it, it does. It exacerbates like this, like this, that issue, and I'm like, wow, like that's. That's insane to yeah, me. Yeah, I talked um, to two different friends at I just work totally today missed. thinking about doing this recording, and both of them are Star Trek fans, both of them women. And this, we talked about this scene, and it's the whole, I, I'm just trying to figure out how to talk about this in a way that wasn't just me raging against these scenes, because the movie isn't just <laughs> these scenes. And they're like, yeah, but You're there's right. a reason why we're this angry, and it needs to be brought out. So, Oh, yeah. Well, I think I think the, the, the attitude that is brought in those scenes shines a light on issues in the rest of the film in a way that changes it. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's almost like if you, if you see those for the, the way in which you have now taken my kind of rose tinted mm-hmm. glasses off and I've looked at this now and I'm like, Oh, that makes everything worse. Like it, yeah. it, it truly does. Um, if you cut those... so thank you for making, yeah. thank you for making this movie worse. <laughs> I appreciate that. First time yeah. anyone's ever said that to me, but you're welcome. <laughs> And I mean that genuinely as like a compliment, but I, yeah, yeah. sorry, go ahead. I, interrupted I think you. if we cut out those problem scenes, the movie yeah. goes from aggressively bad to this wasn't good, but I'm not angry about it. Yeah, but they're there. So yeah. we have to deal what about with them. you, Tyler. All right. Ty- yeah, Tyler. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would agree with, with what you have said. There's there's moments to really like in this movie. Um, there's moments to appreciate, but then there are moments to, to actually really have to take a deep, dark look at Mm. and say, and say, okay, you know, for all of our, for all of our bluster as, as fans about, um, what is and what is not Star Trek? What is and what is not um, meant to be seen or shown in this universe? And and there's a lot of you know excuses that could be made. Well, Gene Roddenberry had no hand in this movie, or or whatever. But he stopped having a hand after season I think three of of Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Um, we won, you know, for good or bad. With se- I, I was just looking, there's seven hundred and. Uh, 762 installments of Star Trek have been aired wow. uh, as of next week. We'll have 762 things have That's been incredible. aired of, of, of Star Trek. And there are some really amazing, profound things to be said about humanity and about, um, about, you know, right and wrong, good and evil and, and funny things and moving things. Um, and then there are some genuinely terrible things. Code of Honor, um, in, in season one, I think it's the, the third episode is 
deeply racist. Mm. Uh, not to mention, frankly, how they treat Deanna or or Beverly throughout you know next generation or Uhura, despite the fact that she is a, a you know a woman of color on on the bridge, um, which is super inspiring and inspired. Uh, um, Guinan, what's Goldberg. her name? Oh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you uh, to to go on the <laughs> to go on the show. I mean, there's some deeply inspirational, amazing things to be found in Star Trek, mm-hmm. um, but they're written by people. They're you know money is money is is driving. You know, we need another installation of things. Um, um, politics of of studios go into things, and and just genuine junk gets churned out mm-hmm. every once in a while. And that's, and that's Star Trek five. And we could name a host of episodes and, and things that are not good. And yeah. so I think I, you know, with all of that to say, like I, I this is our 50th, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, we're, we're talking about, we, we've been talking about Star Trek and what it is and what it is not for so much time that there's still is some really good to be found in here. The legacy of who we are and, and, um, and you know, what we make of, um, the world around us is it nature versus nurture and things like that um, are, are really well found in here it's you know things are a matter of honor and of right and wrong um but then at the moment you know there's there's these these terrible things that undercut them and mm-hmm. and um we just have to uh, yeah i can sound as, as hippie as i want but you know we can we can find some nuggets of good in the middle of it um while also recognizing and at least calling out what is what is wrong mm-hmm. as we see it's wrong it's making oh. me appreciate Discovery more upon reflection. Oh, yeah. Not that I've had any problem with Discovery because I haven't, but um, I think the fact that we have uh, a woman front and center, a woman of color, no less, we have yep. um, uh, a non-human who is getting front billing. Like They're not being pushed aside. They're not the supporting characters or the fawning characters. They're saying, these are we are Star Trek too. And I like that the new show... While it's, I'm sure there are imperfections that people can argue over. Those are good things about it. And what's cool too is we also have strong men too. Yeah. So you can have both. Absolutely. It's it not, a zero sum and Yes. <clears throat> and, and so that, that that's the thing that is 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 so stark here yeah. is that because it's not about like um, you know I don't want to just bash Nemesis to bat, but it because it, if it's being actively um, hurtful or harmful. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's something we we should talk about um, and <clears throat> recognize, like we said, like it, it's not zero sum. It doesn't mean because someone else gets to that you therefore do not. Mm, right. Um, oh, believe it or not, <clears throat> we actually work together better when we are both respected on, on that level. Um, and and that's that's that. Yeah, that, that's one of the reasons why I love Discovery's cast and where we're at right now to see Pike being a strong oh. male lead, but also having a strong like you said woman of color mm-hmm. um you know uh, female lead and it just it, it works and it's okay it doesn't right. take away it doesn't denigrate or um you know preach down or say that that's not no believe it or not this is what star trek's all about is, yes. is that you know we're all different hues and you're green and i'm blue and um <laughs> he's yellow and he's we're able to come tall. together yeah. and actually create something beautiful mm-hmm. in this canvas that we call life right and yeah. without those colors without those different hues um it's it's drab boring, and dreary boring so yeah. yeah exactly and 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 that's when you start to notice things in this like nemesis like oh man purple is missing mm-hmm. this this isn't this ugh, why yeah. why did they why did they leave that out that doesn't seem right yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and, and that makes me, uh, like Kate, I think you said, uh, makes me all the more hopeful for the Picard show. Yes. Because with Kurtzman and with some of these other guys who are really paying attention to these things and the whole, you know, quote unquote, what is Star Trek, um, with Patrick Stewart's input, who embodied these things for so long for us, um, you know, I'm, and you know, I think we've talked about it on here, but uh, Picard, re- or Picard, Stuart read the first script and like cried, yeah. you know, when when he saw it, and, and I thought, good, you know, good. That's that's, that's what we I'm, want. I can't. That's what yes. I want. I and and I'm reading all this junk on Twitter of you know, uh, just don't make don't make the Picard show like Discovery. No, make the Picard show like Discovery. You know, and there are flaws, and there's going to be. Make, yeah, but make yeah. it. Own, I, I mean, make it with that attention to discovery. Right. You know, make it its own thing, and yeah. and um and don't make it, it. doesn't need to be TNG again. You know, we've already had that show. Let's follow this character and as much as I want, and I, I really want. I want some cameos. I want to see. You know, <laughs> Barbara, we're looking me. at you. You're going to be on there, right? <laughs> A hundred percent. I want, and frankly, I was even thinking, I want Janeway, mm. and I want old Janeway and old Picard hanging out and sipping tea somewhere, or she'll have coffee. But it, like <laughs> on that's, the veranda, yeah. And, and so there's all these things I'm gonna want, but at, at the same time, I have faith that they're gonna they're gonna tell us a good story. Mm. There's gonna be a dud of an episode in there too. You know, every it's gonna happen, and that won't destroy all of Star Trek. That there's gonna be some dud somewhere in there. But that they're going to treat the subject matter well and not just, you know, with a, a pithy, you know, up oh, that one generation. What's the, the tagline? A generation's final journey begins. Mm. No. And that's and it's more about th- it's it's about that tagline more than it is about actually giving us yeah. that final journey. And that's what this will be for Picard. So, yeah. So I think we've all agreed that this is probably the best Star Trek film ever made. Love it. And yeah. um, we <laughs> guys, right. watch it again. And talk no. About it no, no, is nope. It? Thank know. you guys though good. for um, doing this. Uh, I, I'm glad we got to process this movie together. Yeah. Um, I did not yeah. get the the kinder view of it that I had hoped for, but this experience with you guys <laughs> was definitely worthwhile. Yeah, agreed. And I think I think we should we should do this more often. Maybe take a look at you know uh, older films that maybe we haven't revisited uh, or we haven't seen in a while. And yeah and and uh, and chat about them because i think it is very interesting and i think well, maybe even therapeutic a little bit to admit the fact that um not everything is rosy yeah um and um perhaps we can learn something from that just as much as with truly quote-unquote like great art too yeah. where it's like firing all cylinders also some of the stinkers sometimes can teach us a thing or two mm-hmm. and sure. just definitely Absolutely. does that for us as always, you can find us on Twitter at The Next Trek and on Facebook at The Next Trek Podcast. Follow us on iTunes. Look, look us up there. Give us a five-star rating. Subscribe to us. You know, you can you can get each of the um, our, our weekly episodes coming out. And I'll say, you know, not without, without spoiling anything, but we've got some plans coming down the pike that I think are going to be really interesting. Uh, and, and, and I would say more episodes like this one. Although hopefully happier, um, will be coming uh, down. The, uh, will be coming as we go. So so just stay tuned. And if if you like what this one did, um, you know there's more to come. I really can promise you that. So we'll be back with our regular scheduled Star Trek Discovery, uh, probably coming out Monday or Tuesday. So as always, everybody, live long and prosper. Mm-hmm.